Hi, I'm Shannon, and this is So Here's a Cool Thing, a podcast that focuses on doing mini deep dives into my assorted nerdy passions. I've loved fairy tales for as long as I can remember. Fantastical creatures, brave, clever girls, deep dark woods, and magic all around. There's nothing better. These stories have been around for ages, both in the oral and literary tradition. The term fairy tale itself is ascribed to Madame Dulnois, who used the phrase conte de fée for her work in the late 17th century. No matter where you're from, we all have a little something in common, as all of today's fairy tales have evolved from centuries-old stories, with variations in multiple cultures from all around the world. Some such stories date all the way back to the Bronze Age. Fairy tales and works derived from them and inspired by them are incredibly popular to this day. In this episode, I'm going to talk about some of my favorite modern-day fairy tale adventures in books, TV, and the big screen. So settle in while I once upon a time you with some of my very favorite fairy tale-inspired works. First up, I'd like to talk about the works of Charles de Lint. Born on December 22, 1951, in the Netherlands and emigrating with his family to Canada at four months old, he is responsible for some of my very favorite books, and he helped to pioneer and popularize the genre of urban fantasy. His works combine the real world with the other world, allowing for the coexistence of the natural and the supernatural, the mundane and the magical. He draws heavily on Native American culture and folklore, as well as Welsh and some more traditional European fey lore. Specifically, I'd like to talk about his Newford books. The Newford series is comprised of 24 books and short stories, and it takes place in the fictional North American city of Newford, where humans share the city with Native American and European mythological legends, living their daily lives and occasionally getting swept up in adventures. These books were a real game changer for me. I'd never read anything like them before or since. They're completely unique. They touch on the wondrous and dangerous aspects of magic and fairy that sometimes get lost in the shuffle. And they're also a very clever exploration of man's sprawling expansion and the need for humans to strive to find a balance with nature and the many things we don't realize that we count on. Beautiful, awe-inspiring, and heartbreaking in equal measure I can't recommend these books enough. Some of my favorite characters reside in Newford. Hopefully, if you've never visited before, you'll soon be a regular. Next up is another series of books I adore, Holly Black's Folk of the Air series. Comprised of the books The Cruel Prince, The Wicked King, and The Queen of Nothing, we meet mortal girl Jude, who is taken to the fairy realm of Elfheim against her will and must learn to live alongside the powerful creatures that dwell there, who incidentally don't like humans all that much and have a penchant for violent delights. We follow her journey as she navigates the perils of the fae court and her evolving relationship with Cardan Greenbrier, a seemingly vicious and wicked fairy prince. But as we all know, with fairy tales, things are not always as they first appear. The fact that these books are well-written, clever, and engrossing aside, the thing I really love about them is the darkness they show, the seedy underbelly that gets buffed out of so many modern retellings. In classic fairy tales, the fae are not to be trusted. They can be mean and duplicitous, 
even as they try to charm and delight you. These books remind us of the danger, the risk, and after all, if there's no risk, the rewards wouldn't seem as sweet. It's an excellent series, quick and enjoyable to read. If you're into strong female protagonists and the enemies to lovers trope, grab yourself a hot beverage and dive into these this winter. You won't be sorry. Let's talk about Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth is a 2006 dark fantasy film written, directed, and co-produced by my boy, Guillermo del Toro. The story takes place during the summer of 1944 in Spain, five years after the Spanish Civil War. Throughout the narrative, the real world intertwines with a mythical one, with an abandoned, overgrown labyrinth and an inscrutable fawn creature with whom the main character, a young girl named Ophelia, interacts. In the real world, Ophelia lives with her stepfather, Captain Vidal, who is a part of the Francoist regime, and her pregnant mother, who grows increasingly ill throughout the film. Escaping into the mythical world, Ophelia meets a number of strange, dazzling, and terrifying magical creatures as she is led through the trials of the ancient labyrinth. Del Toro has stated that he considers this story to be a parable, heavily influenced by fairy tales, and the original Spanish title of the film is A Labyrinto del Fauno, and it refers to the fauns of Roman mythology. It's also rife with its classical fairy tale tropes, such as the importance of never eating or drinking anything in the fey realm, and the trials and tasks a hero or heroine must perform to prove themselves worthy of their happy ending. Using a combination of special effects makeup, practical effects, and animatronics and CGI, this film is a feast for the eyes. It's one of the most visually stunning movies I've ever seen, and if you like your fairy tales with a little bit of spook to them, then this is definitely for you, and you should check it out. Next up is the animated TV miniseries Over the Garden Wall. Created by Patrick McHale, the story centers around two half-brothers, Wirt and Greg, who travel across a mysterious forest to find their way home, and all of the strange, scary, fantastical things they stumble upon in their journey. Wirt is the older brother, and is voiced by our Mr. Frodo, Elijah Wood. He's a warrior and prefers solitude to much else. Younger brother Greg, voiced by Colin Dean, is the more carefree of the two. We follow their adventures and misadventures through the forest, occasionally assisted by a mysterious woodsman, voiced by Christopher Lloyd, and a bluebird named Beatrice, voiced by Melanie Linsky, who travel with the boys in search of a woman named Adelaide, who can supposedly break the curse on Beatrice's family and send the boys home. The whole time, they are stalked by an ancient creature referred to as the Beast, who leads lost souls astray, stealing their hope and turning them into Edelwood trees. I won't spoil the ending, but it's a hell of a ride. Over the Garden Wall reminds me of the animated films of my childhood like The Last Unicorn and The Secret of Nim. It carefully straddles the territory of magic and horror, and it doesn't shy away from the dangers that can lurk in the magical woods. The animation style is divine, and it's got great musical numbers, a memorable cast of characters, and if you haven't seen it, I'd add it to your must-watch list. And if you have seen it, why not watch it again?
Neil Gaiman's 2015 book, The Sleeper and the Spindle, is a mashup of the classic fairy tales Sleeping Beauty and Snow White. It strives to overturn some of the tropes associated with these tales, most notably the lack of agency that female characters have in them. We know the types. Damsels in distress, maidens locked in towers, queens trapped in loveless marriages, so afraid of their physical beauty fading that they go to unspeakable lengths to preserve it. In Gaiman's telling, a queen who wants some more adventure in her life postpones her wedding that she really wasn't looking forward to anyway. She grabs a sword and she sets off to rescue a princess who's been trapped by a curse. It's unique in this way also because so often women are pitted against each other in fairy tales solely based on their sex and the idea that surely we all must be in competition for the most desirable males. This turns all of that on its head. I don't want to go into too much more detail lest I spoil it, but it's a wonderful story with twists and turns and some gorgeous illustrations by Chris Riddell. It's well worth your time. Fourteen's Song of the Sea is an animated fantasy film directed and co-produced by Tom Moore, who also brought us 2009's wonderful The Secret of Kells. Based on Celtic mythology and folklore, Song of the Sea follows the story of a 10-year-old Irish boy named Ben who discovers that his mute sister Sarsha is a selkie. Selkies being mystical creatures that are seal folk who can turn from seal to human by shedding their skin. He discovers that Sorsha must free fairy creatures from the Celtic goddess Matcha. The film is hand-drawn, which gives it such a warm and vibrant feel, and it features the voice acting talents of David Rawl and Brendan Gleeson. I'd highly recommend it. In fact, I'd recommend all of the films in Moore's Irish folklore trilogy, The Secret of Kells, Song of the Sea, and 2020's Wolf Walkers. They're all really great based on Celtic mythology, and you can never have too many fairy tales, at least in my opinion. Next up is 2009's dark fantasy novel written and illustrated by Brahm titled The Child Thief. The Child Thief is a dark retelling of the Peter Pan and Lost Boys mythos, something I've always been fascinated with. The story's action vacillates between a grimy modern-day New York and the mystical Isle of Avalon, which is in its death throes. There's lots of Celtic and Scottish mythology peppered in. This book has it all. It gives us a not-so-friendly Peter, who is a little bit sinister with a dark past, a gang of merciless children warriors stolen away by Peter and made strong by magic and the real monsters are humans, Puritans who sailed from England to the New World and became trapped in Avalon, corrupted by its magic and driven to madness in their fruitless efforts to escape its shores. It's an incredible story and a very worthwhile take on Peter Pan. It's made even better by the artwork of Brahm, which has a life all its own. It's always so cool to see a thing you think you know well turned on its head and finding yourself surprised and delighted by it all over again. This is definitely one to check out. Disney, it is not, but I don't think you'll be disappointed. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of 
So here's the cool thing. Pan's Labyrinth is currently streaming on Netflix. Over the Garden Wall is currently available on Hulu and HBO Max. And Song of the Sea is available for rental on Amazon Prime, YouTube, and Apple TV. The books I mentioned are available from any number of retailers and can also be requested from your local library. You can find me on the web on Twitter at so here's a cool th1 and on Instagram at so here's a cool thing. There's a link to my anchor in both of those profiles. I'm available on most of your favorite podcatchers, so please like, follow, subscribe, tell a friend. So until next time, I'm Shannon. And I hope you learned a cool thing.